Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's been a huge week. In just a few moments, we'll catch up with Ashley Saunders from Family Voice Australia. Of course, uh, talking about earthquakes, ethical and moral upheavals in the same-sex marriage law passing the Senate yesterday. Also, the euthanasia laws passing into law in Victoria. Uh, There's news this morning of a banking royal commission that the Prime Minister has announced. We're going to check in for some mature Christian commentary. On those issues and an update on insights with the still undecided Queensland state election, Ashley Saunders from Family Voice Australia joining us in a few moments. Focus on the Family is around 90 minutes away today, a segment today entitled The Truth About Life, Love and Sex. Another intermission with Mandy after Focus on the Family and in that same hour... An opportunity to get a behind-the-scenes glimpse of Christians under persecution in Vietnam. Now, there is a new book on the market. It's called Faith, Love and Hope and describes activities and testimonies in the house church movement in Vietnam. We're going to chat to the author of that book, Faith, Love and Hope, in the hour after Focus on the Family. Hope you can stick around. There are some good things ahead on this Thursday edition of 2020. Well, as we do on a Thursday, I always love to get an update and insights into some of the huge issues that are shaping our culture. Ashley Saunders from Family Voice Australia is back with us. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. It's great to be with you again. Ashley, this is a very significant week. So many big, big things happening. Let's see if we can tackle some of these. And interested in your thoughts, of course, the bill to redefine marriage has passed through the Senate yesterday. The vote 43 to 12. And, uh, and of course, uh, just a rubber stamp really from the lower house next week. And those same sex laws will be, uh, will be in place for Australia. What are your feelings about things the way they went in the Senate yesterday? Uh, I, I, I've really been lamenting that there seems to be such a fatigue, a legislative fatigue uh, on this issue so that uh, senators have not been interested in careful legislation have not been interested in ensuring that the freedoms that they've been telling us or advocates for same-sex marriage have been telling us uh, are not under threat. There's not been any desire to make sure that uh, there have been careful amendments. Every um, substantive amendment that was moved was uh, unsuccessful. Amendments that, that sought to ensure that all celebrants, whether religious or otherwise, who had a conscience about um, marriage... Uh, were not forced to do something against their conscience. Not even that one got through. Um, in terms of parental rights, uh, the, the the right to um, ensure that what our children are being taught in school about uh, sexuality, about marriage, uh, is in accordance with our own convictions. Uh, none of the very sensible amendments that were moved uh, were passed. The desire was just simply to get this done. And uh, the other concern is one that was 
highlighted um, by Senator Erica Betts in some questions that he was asking in the Senate yesterday before the bill finally passed. And that was uh, the, the question that we were asked was about allowing same-sex couples to marry. Will you, Senator Smith, please confirm that your bill doesn't just allow same-sex couples to marry, which was the question we were asked, but also goes further in terms of people of uh, a variety of um, uh, gender identities and so on. And Senator Dean Smith refused to answer that question other than to say, uh, we're doing this and it's a good thing. And so my concerns are, firstly, that the bill that passed the Senate does not reflect the question we were asked, and secondly, um, the senators, in my view, have failed in their duty to ensure carefully legislating so that rights and freedoms are protected, that rights and freedoms are balanced. If I can add one more thing, Neil, sure. what we've been hearing is the language that says in removing one set of discriminational practices, we don't want to set up other discrimination practices. What we're not hearing is that it, this is about adequately and properly balancing rights and ensuring that rights and freedoms are appropriately taken into account. Well, I know that people are shaking their heads in the thought that not a single amendment uh, was included to protect freedoms. The sort of things I'm hearing from mature Christian leaders say, Ashley Saunders, is that this is uh, really a reflection of what may be a return to the dark ages uh, when we talk about being a Christian and uh, having the freedoms that we've experienced. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on just perhaps how serious it is that there are no protections for freedoms? I believe that what's happening here in Australia and what's happening in other Western countries uh, is extremely alarming. And uh, But at the same time, consistent with what I try to do when I speak with uh, you on a Thursday, Neil, is that I do want to encourage Christians that, yes, it's alarming, uh, but our hope um, is not and should never have been um, in our Western culture. Our hope is not and never should have been in the institutions with which we've become familiar. Our hope uh, was and is and always will be in Jesus Christ. And so uh, in uh, our next publication that will be coming out to our supporters, I've written an editorial that I've called Stirred But Not Shaken. That, uh, that hopefully what is happening in Australia, what has been happening in other Western countries will stir us to the core, but that our belief and our faith in Jesus Christ will never be shaken. Now, the other big earthquake that happened yesterday was with the Victorian Euthanasia Bill. It has now passed the lower house and will become law. Uh, another one of these huge ethical issues, Ashley Saunders... Yes, it is, and um, and against the advice of doctors. So the medical associations have said uh, we do not want uh, our people to be involved in uh, in um, in killing patients, in um, doing anything other than protecting life. And so my view is that this law um, sends the wrong message to vulnerable people. It sends the wrong message to doctors and their patients. It sends a mixed message about suicide, that on the one hand, we've got all these suicide preventions, but in some circumstances, suicide is okay. And uh, I believe that it is, uh, it is bad for society and uh, it is bad for the idea of protecting the dignity uh, of every human life. Dignity is not uh, in uh, whether my, uh, my mind is functioning or my bodily functions 
uh, are, are all working well. The dignity is essential to who we are uh, as humans. The only saving grace, I think, uh, is that this bill uh, now, which will become law in Victoria, is not due to commence until 2019. And so I would urge um, not only uh, people across Australia, but in particular in Victoria, um, to, uh, to, to pray um, that uh, things can be turned around before the bill, the law, becomes operational. Look, I was only reading an article overnight and something stood out in there. It was an argument against the idea that there is such a thing as a slippery slope. And when we talk slippery slope, I mean, this is something that when we see these deteriorations uh, that happen uh, progressively over a period of time, uh, these things clearly do. And the idea that there is no such thing as a slippery slope seems to me ridiculous because, as I understand it, there's new reports coming out of Canada about their euthanasia laws and being relaxed to a point where we might all shudder. Uh, What are your uh, understandings about some developments that are going on in Canada? Uh, arguments against the so-called slippery slope um, say that in most, if not all, places where euthanasia has been uh, legalised, that there's not then a deterioration. Uh, I would argue two things. Firstly, that there is a slippery slope in terms of practice, um, even if there's not in some cases a slippery slope in terms of the legislative provisions. But in Canada, uh, there are reports coming out of Canada that that it will soon be lawful for parents to make the decision on behalf of their children who are not themselves able to make a decision to end their life, that parents will be able to make the decision on behalf of their children to effectively kill their children. This is, this, this is horrendous. Now, now, these are only reports, and I've asked uh, our research people uh, in our national office to get onto this as quickly as they can to, to get to the bottom of this, but the reports are concerning and if the reports are true it is horrendous that parents may be in a position to make a decision to end their children's life and to do it all legally. Well in Victoria uh, there is that possibility that those slippery slope issues uh, may well be on us all in Australia no matter what state you live in Uh, Because as I understand it too, the Greens are preparing uh, some sort of a federal template uh, so that that can be uh, put in place in the States. Yes, Uh, so basically the Greens federally are on about two things. First of all is to say instead of having uh, separate laws in separate states and some permitting euthanasia and some not and some having different provisions, let's have a uniform law. And the second thing that they're on about is to overturn uh, what happened... um, uh, in the early years of the Howard government, back when the Northern Territory, um, about almost 20 years ago, when the Northern Territory passed euthanasia laws, um, Kevin Andrews from Victoria uh, was the, the one who led the charge in the federal parliament to overturn those laws. Uh, listeners may not be aware that where states pass laws, uh, then the federal parliament uh, cannot overturn them if it's something in which the state has a legitimate interest. But where territories are concerned, um, because they're not states, the federal parliament can overturn those laws. Uh, and so I'm so pleased that Kevin Andrews, all those years ago, stood up uh, for decency and stood up for the, the dignity of all human life. But the Greens are now wanting both to have uniform euthanasia laws and to overturn 
uh, what happened 20 years ago in Northern Territory. And very quickly before we move on from this issue, Ashley Saunders, the reason why as Christian believers we don't believe there is a place for euthanasia uh, because of our concerns for the dignity and for the value of human life uh, created in the image and likeness of God. Uh, What are your thoughts and encouragement for Christian believers who are seeing these laws now enacted in our nation uh, as to how we might position ourselves uh, to affirm a biblical point of view when it comes to being a pro-life Christian believer? Uh, We need, I think, to make decisions on principle in the cold, hard light of day. Uh, Because when we're emotionally involved, then um, a misinformed sense of compassion can lead us to a conclusion that is uh, not right and proper and, in my view, godly. And so we need, in the cold, hard light of day, to say that there is value, inherent value, in the dignity and and the worth of every single human being that we do not control our lives, that we do not control our destiny. We, we fool ourselves into thinking that we can, but we don't even control the air that we breathe. We are relying upon God Almighty even for that. And so we need in the cold, hard light of day to say that there is inherent worth in all created life, created in the image of God, um, breathed into by God himself, um, there is value and worth in every human being from conception through to natural end and that uh, God himself is the one who is the giver and the taker of life. Ashley, let's tackle the Queensland election. We still don't know exactly the tally of the seats, but things are firming that the ALP will be able to form government. Uh, you've been following along the election. Uh, a few quick thoughts from you. Uh, Yes. um, In fact, only one seat in the whole of the state has been officially declared, and that's the seat of Anala uh, that is uh, being re-held by uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk. So that's the only seat that's been formally declared. But in terms of indications, it looks like um, the the ALP will have 46 or 47 seats. 47 is the magical number for a majority in their own right. Um, And and, uh, One Nation has uh, so far only secured one seat. There were talk about uh, One Nation becoming a a kingmaker, so to speak, but uh, uh, there's a whole range of reasons uh, being postured as to why that hasn't been the case. Uh, Catter has done well. Uh, The LNP um, has had swings against it, but I'm really encouraged uh, that uh, a couple of months ago I uh, I was asked to speak at a meeting of the uh, Christian Fellowship at Parliament House in in Brisbane, and uh, I'm, I'm really pleased. I looked at the fortunes of... Uh, those who attended that breakfast and those who attended that breakfast from uh, LNP, from CADA, from Labor, uh, all had their margins increased. I was really pleased about that, um, that people, um, not all Christians were returned, but certainly uh, we didn't see the, 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 the abolition of so many Christians that we saw in Western Australia early, uh, earlier this year. So many things to talk about, Ashley Saunders, and we might skip through fairly quickly unless you've got a particular comment to make on Senator Sam Dastiari uh, being accused of not being on Australia's side. A very quick comment because uh, he's resigned from his positions, but still, of course, uh, in the Labor Party in the Senate. Uh, A thought or two, uh, just a very quick one on Sam Dastiari? Uh, Only to say that um, uh, the the tape that came out that was revealed... uh, uh, puts uh, the lie to what he said, the explanation that he gave last year, and uh, I, I simply agree with uh, Bill Shorten that his position as uh, somebody on a leadership uh, 
position in the Labor Party in the Senate is simply untenable. Um, yeah, I, I would rather that, um, uh, that that he took the view and said, look, I, I really should be out of public life, but really his position was untenable. And, um, uh, and I'm pleased to see that there's been a degree of leadership uh, over that issue. And the other huge uh, breaking story today, of course, is that Malcolm Turnbull's announced a banking royal commission. Uh, any thoughts on that? Well, it's, uh, it's become a political necessity. Um, uh, on the part of uh, those who've been pushing for one for some time, they say this is um, the result of our pressure, and in part it is. Um, the banks uh, wrote a letter, or the major four banks, uh, their chairman and CEOs wrote a letter uh, that basically said uh, the uncertainty and, the, the, and, and the, um, the things that are being said is actually bad for the system. And, um, and I, I think that letter makes some sense, that, uh, that regardless of whether or not there ought to be one in practical terms, that, uh, that they've said um, the ongoing um, uncertainty is bad for our system. Uh, now that the decision's been made, I would encourage anybody um, to, who has had poor experiences with integrity where the banks or other financial institutions are concerned to look at the terms of reference and uh, to consider making a submission. Now that it's being held, uh, I think it is important to ensure that uh, everything that possibly can come out of the woodwork is put on the table. Well, that Royal Commission will run for 12 months with a final report due by February the 1st, 2019. Always good getting your insights. Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Simply go to fava.org.au. Ashley, always appreciate these updates and these insights that you're able to bring us each week. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Uh, good morning to you, Neil, and to your listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.